<laughs> and welcome to episode 10 of the Saturday Morning Gaming Show. It is October 26th, 2019, and I am your co-host, The Fat Wizard, joined today by... Obi-Wan Kalobos. Kalobi. Hey, hey folks, uh, this is Ryan. <laughs> so we're actually rebranding my character as The Fat Wizard, so that will be the last time I'll come in as Ryan. That's kind of why... Uh, we did that little change there. Oh. Also, if you're watching the stream, we're we're dressed up. I'm dressed up as the Fat Wizard. I'm dressed up as generic Jedi. Yes, but with glasses. Know, but everyone knows who you are, so I think you you you're kind <laughs> of a unique specimen. Well, thank you. So we're actually today we're checking out System Shock Two. Oh my god, which was released in 1999. So it's right on the cusp of our retro game rules. Oh, heck, it is. 20 yeah. years on the dot. Which is awesome because one of the things we want to do at the end of this year is do a game of the 1999 deliberations. So this game will qualify for all those things. So take a look for that. Yeah, that'll be exciting. For folks unfamiliar with the game, it's a really interesting hybrid of action, first-person shooting, and uh role playing RPGing. Yeah. yeah and lots of inventory management yes and this game is the type of game i really really love in that you kind of just hoard everything <laughs> and and just go through the game with minimal things and so by the end of the game you just have this plethora of inventory items that you can just dominate <laughs> Uh, this is a, always how RPGs work for me, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Save all the items for the end, and then maybe even don't use them then. And then... Uh-huh. <laughs> New Game Plus or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so, again, this is the sequel, uh, System Shock 2 sequel. The original System Shock, a quick background on how that worked. It was basically there was this rogue AI called Shodan on the station called Citadel Station. And she was released upon the station and basically murdered everyone. And so that game ends with more or less them jettisoning Shodan, the AI, outside of the station to save the Earth and the station. Now, we don't know this yet, but Shodan will have returned for System Shock no. 2. Yeah. No. <laughs> but we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Why don't you talk a little bit about the entrance here and like the, the three classes you can choose and how they do the character selection? Well, sure. Um, I had never played this, but... From just seeing the beginning, I thought to myself, like, oh, this is like Half-Life because uh, yeah, you, you have get a out tram. of a subway yeah. tram. Yeah. But, um, and then they're like, Gordon Freeman, you must kill Shot. And you're like, whoa, this <laughs> is really minute. like Half-Life. Wait a minute. No, it's an interesting sequence where you kind of, uh, you're setting up a history for your character. And in that, in doing so, do you choose stats so whether you want to be good with guns or you want to be good with hacking or, or psionics, which is a thing in this game. Um, and so based on your decisions, they'll give you like a little story blip and they have you choose like a choice for every year, but also a choice at the beginning for which branch of the military you're like training for. Cause it's kind of like a, a training program. Yeah. There's three branches. There's the Marine branch. That's your standard running gun. You have the Navy branch, which is sort of uh, like hacking and maintenance and kind of actually kind of in the middle and between. Balance. Mm -hmm. And then you have the OSA, which I actually don't know what the OSA stands for, but it's essentially your psionics group. We ran a poll on our Twitter, oh. our Saturday M Gaming Twitter, oh. and there was a dead tie between uh, Marines and OSA as people's favorite uh. class at 40% each one garnered. See, so. see, and I chose uh, the Navy. 
And I feel like nobody yeah. nobody wants to go in the middle, but I wanted to go in the middle, so <laughs> I did it, all right? <laughs> well, I was thinking about going uh, Navy as well because hacking is a super important thing in this game, as we'll talk about later. And I knew that because I'd played this game as a child. I really wanted to try something new, and I was looking at the psionics power, and I was like, there's a lot of really interesting depth here. Well, and so yeah, let's was, check that out. That was the first thing I did was look at, you can, when you start to uh, upgrade your character, there's generally like four little kiosks that you can interact with, and one will upgrade stats, one will upgrade psionics, one will upgrade tech, and one will upgrade weapons, I think. Um, and if you open up that psionics kiosk panel or whatever you can just look at all the things that are available and i immediately went to the, like tier seven psionics and just looked at those uh abilities and i was like oh, <laughs> there's a lot there that's yeah. impressive but that would take a lot of investment so yeah it really does it you know to get up to level seven you have to spend uh we'll, we'll just talk about the experience system mm. so it's uh, it's not really an experience system but as you hit checkpoints or you find loot you find these uh, cybernetic modules. And the reason why you get them at checkpoints is Dr. Paletti, who has contacted you initially and says, uh, hey, we need you to help out here. She is uploading cybernetic modules because you have some experimental technology inside of your body. And so you can either find these cybernetic modules or you can get them from achieving checkpoints. You know, like you, know, you push the button to open the elevator and now you can go to the next level sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Or you found the key card. Right, yeah. It's designated checkpoints there. Sure. And you can spend these to upgrade, like you were saying, upgrade those skills. The cybernetic stuff, the cliff is quite high to, to get those. So for instance, raising something like your strength from like, let's say level two to three may cost eight or 10 cybernetics points. Yep. Now to get additional levels in psionics, you have to basically like spend a bunch of points to even be able to access those. Right. And so to get from like level one to two, that's gonna cost probably like 30 cybernetic points. But to go from four to five, it's like 70 or 80. Yeah, but one thing I did notice is you don't need the first tiers of psionics in order to unlock the Oh, is that ones. so? You yeah, can just go straight to the end. Yeah, it was kind of later, and I was oh. like, uh, let's try some of these later ones. And yeah, sure enough, I was able to unlock like level two before I had Well, done that's really one. awesome. I didn't I didn't realize. I thought it was a gated thing. Yeah. In any case, I think we still agree that, get, that putting an investment of like, I can increase two or three stats, or I can give myself the ability to learn that doesn't right, even right. give you any psionics abilities yeah but ultimately what's really great about psionics is it kind of allows you to do everything in the game so there will be things like that will increase your strength or increase your defense or increase your agility for a time right right and so you're basically supplementing your uh your weaknesses with your psionics which i thought was a lot of fun and, and for a game like this normally with a whole like tree devoted to like psionics or some sort of special thing that's you know kind of out of the ordinary like i want to dive into that but honestly that up and front cost really deterred yeah. me from doing so so i ended up just not using psionics at all i had so you have a, a, a resource for that which is is it called psi yeah psi, psi points, psi yep. points. Yep. and you can like you can drink like alcoholic beverages and they heal you, but they drain your your yeah. side points, things like that. Or you can smoke cigarettes and that damages your health, but gives you side. It gives points. you side points, yeah. Uh, and I what I ended up doing is I'm just always at zero side points. So you're just an alcoholic. <laughs> it's, I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. I'm just all about keeping me. You're wandering around the halls. You're like, hey, 
Hey, this is my space station. You got you kids get off it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's drill into the game itself a little bit because right, we're we're progressing quite nicely. So essentially, the first thing you do is you wake up in your you're like in cryo storage, and you find out that the ship has kind of gone rogue. Uh, there are bad things here. There are aliens that are coming at you and killing crew members here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the first thing you do, you get you're contacted by uh, a woman, Doctor Polito, and she's like, "Hey, you got you got to hurry up because the area is going to decompress." So you kind of go out and you solve a quick little puzzle, and then you you save yourself. And then she kind of gives you the lay of the land that this ship has been hijacked, and you have to go up and meet her in person on. Deck four, I Deck believe. four, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's meanwhile kind of giving you guidance. Um, the first thing you do, actually, I wanted to touch on, was uh, you enter in a key code, and the key code is four five one zero zero. Oh. And a little bit of trivia: that's actually a very uh, apparently it's a very common key combination in video games because it's uh, it's basically a reference to Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit four fifty one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. And apparently the key combination to get into Looking Glass Studios, the company that made uh-huh. this game, was 451 <laughs> at some point. So maybe not the most secure thing. Again, I don't know what part yeah, of the office or for how long, but right. it was it was listed as a note. Just there. all of their PIN numbers in the place. Yeah, all the security yeah. codes. Mm-hmm. It's not a great way to do it, but, you know, I, I'm sure Ray would be proud. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the story here as it pertains to classical science fiction. So this is actually very common in like, a you know, Dead Space. I think even Event Horizon has stuff like this. But it's essentially there's um, an expedition. There's two ships called the Von Braun and the Rickenbacker. And the Von Braun is this sort of experimental technology that allows... Uh, for faster than light travel. Yeah. So I mean the classic oh, yeah. science fiction paradigm there of yeah. uh, FTL travel. The and, dream, the <laughs> the space yeah. dream. And the Rickenbacker doesn't have that technology, but they decided, hey, if we just attach the Rickenbacker, uh, which by the way, Rickenbacker is kind of like the military vessel, and the von Braun is more like your science. You know, think of it like in Starship Enterprise sort of thing. Right. And so it, the Rickenbacker would attach to the von Braun. And um, then go into faster light travel. Of significance, the von Braun was actually named after a German scientist. Oh. Let's see, I have, uh, yeah, his name was Werner Magnus Maximilian Freiherr von Braun. Okay, that's wow. the really the part we really care about, von Braun. <laughs> anyway, um, and he was he was around from 1912 to 1977. He was a uh, German and and. And then later, American aerospace engineer. Ooh, so, um, nice. I, the, you know, kind of a callback to... I think that's a popular science fiction thing, have, naming those spaceships after... Or, you know, futuristic science vessels or spaceships after kind of scientific Older leaders scientists. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, people who... Yeah. yeah. Although I've never heard of the ship called the Einstein. Uh, I mean, there's Einsteinium. That's true. That's cool. The periodic table. Yeah. Um. One of the big things in this game, um, I was actually cautioned about this early on, is is hacking. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that if you get to a certain certain points in the game, and maybe you don't have enough hacking, and you don't have some items that allow you to hack, it's possible to get soft locked. Uh, yes, but but hacking is everywhere. So 
even without that mm-hmm. knowledge, I was kind of like, oh yeah, hacking seems very important. There's all these um, security chests, security crates that uh, give you all sorts of items if you hack them. There's all sorts of buttons that you want to use, but you can't use them in, unless you know the like the code, or you can hack them, or the security system you can hack it, and it's, yep. it just becomes very pro, uh, very obvious quickly that you're going to want to be good at hacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for the most part, you you don't need to have any particular skill set. The game does do a pretty good job of having multiple avenues. Think of it like a predecessor to something like Deus Ex or Bioshock, where they're like. Hey, there's there's a bunch of different ways to solve these things. Yeah. You can go through stealthily, you can go through by hacking, you can go through by just blowing everything up. But yeah, to your point, there are some hard uh, stops where you actually need to hack something or have an item to hack it. And we'll talk about right. that a little bit more as we get there. Yeah. So going back to what we're actually doing here. So essentially, we moved on from the first floor onto uh, the second floor. We initially went through like this this flooded, uh, it's like a radioactive hallway. This is the first time where you see a ghost. Mm. And they kind of explain it around as like, Dr. Polito says it's like interference with your module. But it's basically, <laughs> it's hey, malfunction. hey, it's ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember, again, this is 1999. This game looked phenomenal for then. Mm-hmm. And I remember as a, I was probably like 16 uh-huh. year old kid. It freaks me out <laughs> seeing a ghost appear. I was like, oh my God. Now we go through and it's not even really that scary, but uh, I, I do remember that being a thing where it's just like, I don't, I am so unnerved by these ghosts here. Mm-hmm. And they they seem like they're kind of playing out. Most of the ghosts you see seem to be playing out their last memories before they were killed. Yeah. Yeah. So you go through this radioactive tube and essentially what you need to do is you have to flush out the tubes from the radiation. And it's sort of funny because... This is like one of these things to do a, a seemingly similar or simple thing. You have to do a lot of little things. So basically, you go up to the engine control yeah. and they're like, oh, well, the engine control is locked. So you have to go find the key card from the engineering or like, you know, the engineering bay. Right. And then so you get there and this is this whole long sequence of... <laughs> turrets that come out and attack you and then you know the the servant uh robots the come robots. and they're like hey you know they're, they come at you and they're like <laughs> please master i want to serve you and then they blow up yeah i love these servant robots they're so like they're so friendly and they're like oh no come back come back they're almost like c3po kind of yeah <laughs> and they're like just kind of wobbling towards you like quickly and if they get close to you they'll just self-destruct and yeah and blow you up and so I'm I'm playing through most of the game with a wrench. I think I also saw you play a lot with the wrench here. I always tend to go heavy melee if it works mm-hmm. because I like to preserve ammunition and, you know, yeah. wait for something big to really unload on and then not have too big of an issue exactly. with it. And so anytime things explode, it's going to hurt you. So I would usually knock them down to low health and then um, step back and then shoot them. Mm. When you are going down to the cargo bay, you have this little vision. Um, Uh And so, by the way, you have kind of multiple people that are talking to you in your head. You've got Dr. Polito, who's uh, kind of like an authorized channel into your head. And then you have the the many. And they're sort of like they're enforcing their telepathy on you. And as you go into the cargo bay, you get this cutscene of you kind of like being teleported. And and it's a cinematic thing where you're going around. 
one of the end areas in the game and the many is like why won't you join us yeah we just want to help you and be be one of us sort of thing oh and there's so there's this other um ai presence called xerxes yes and was he the original ai on the ship i believe yes he seems to be the i'm not sure if he's relegated to just defense here but he seems that's what he's his primary motivation is in the game right now sure but he also talks really interestingly about like he joining the flesh and yes. the glory of flesh and yeah. all this and that which is kind of a really twisted way of like protecting humans but also yeah well just caring i think about... i think that xerxes was corrupted by the many uh, again, the many being all the little biological creatures that you're fighting against here. Yeah, they um, look kind of like zombified humans. There's like mm -hmm. uh, there's like little worms that yeah. that pop out of eggs that are basically straight out of Alien the movie. Mm -hmm. um, and there's uh, what's the the cyber um, cyber ninjas or oh, the cyber ninjas cy cyber matriarch? No, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Those are creepy. The the normal ones that come at you. So you've got like basically the the grunt. We'll call it sure. Where he's got just normal human, but it's kind of like a worm thing attaching his shoulder and his head. Uh, when they come at you, they'll be like, kill me. Yeah. Or like, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's kind of creepy because, I don't know, I'm unnerved by someone that that is like attacking you, but they feel, it sounds like they, they have no control. It's like there's someone still in their right, body right. and they know what's happening, but they can't control it. Yeah. I think later we find out that the many are mind controlling people and that's yes. kind of the 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 link there. Mm -hmm. Now we just got uh the key code combination to get to fluidics control and once you get there um you can turn off the uh the radiation that's pouring in. So there was an area earlier where you'd have to have like a hazmat suit on mm -hmm. or you would mm -hmm. you would kind of fill up with radiation. Actually, let me take a step back cuz that's not quite right. You get to the fluidics control and it's like all oh, this thing's broken. <laughs> You have to go back to this other place and find a replacement <laughs> part, which is it, it's kind of cool because you go to the storeroom and there's a bunch there's like a bunch of essentially motherboards mm -hmm. and you have to get oh, a specific yeah, yeah. brand of the motherboard. Yep, yep. And so you go in there and then you you can, uh, you know, purge fluidics control. So, oh, I don't remember this screen. Yeah. So the next uh, the next big thing that you need to do is let me see. Oh. This is one where you have to essentially go to the engine core and you have to reset these two, I think they're called nacelles. And those oh, yeah, are, yeah, yeah. are basically like engine modules or something like that. And mm -hmm. and this area right here has some beautiful lighting. It's sort of like this green to red gradient. Yeah, yeah. And it sort of looks like a, like a if I were in the en Starship Enterprise and I saw um, their warp coils, I would not be surprised to see that sort of color pattern. It was kind of psychedelic there. Yeah, um, there, there's a cool system in this game that I want to talk about. The, um, yeah, let's do it. There's the whole researching of things, mm, yeah. um, which is basically enemies can drop items and they'll be unidentified, um, and you can research them. And th the first couple items you find, like you can just research, and you basically set it as researching, and then... You can do whatever you want, and it researches in the background, and eventually it'll complete. And then maybe you get extra damage against that enemy from now on. Like, uh, but also sometimes you find other things that require chemicals. And I, th I found at least uh, three chemical rooms where there's just a stash of mm, all sorts of 
chemicals. Yeah, and, and they'll, they'll all be real scientific elements. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is kind of cool because it's like one of the things is IR, and it's like, oh, that's iridium. Iridium, yeah, cesium, yeah. There, there is like a you pick up logs that tell you exactly which chemicals are where. Yeah, but the areas are pretty uh open and if you're not good at reading the map it can be it can be a lot of issue to try and get back to like mm -hmm. a particular chemical yeah. room so um yeah the maps it does have a pretty good map for its day but yes. it's still it, a little bit hard to tell where things are so what will happen is you'll go to one like major area and you won't be able to cycle through any other maps so a lot of times later yeah. on in the game you have to backtrack to like it'll say backtrack to the bridge <laughs> and you look at your open mirror map and you don't see anything that says bridge. And you're like, okay, well, I think I have to go back to this other section and then Hopefully. you can open up the map and, oh, there's the bridge. Yeah. So it does require some kind of experimentation and, and willingness to backtrack there. Luckily, at some point, you unlock the elevator and the elevator can basically take you yeah. everywhere. So mm -hmm. that, that makes it easier. Yeah. Now, the next thing that we're doing is we are in the hydroponics bay. Always so, a hydroponics. Oh, I love that. You know, again, they, they do a really great job of making this seem like a livable space. Yeah, and I yeah. think that this type of stuff is really essential in having your your self-sufficient spaceship adventure. Like, right, all right, where, where people are going to eat? Where are they going to have fun? Where are they going to work out? Uh, and where does the business happen? So <laughs> having this stuff is always fun. But the reason you're going to hydroponics is, again, you're supposed to meet Dr. Polito up on the ops deck, which is yep. which is uh, floor deck, number deck four. Floor, yep. And so you go, you try to go up there, and you get stopped on floor three. Yeah, I actually per, uh, traveled to floor three instead of trying to go to four. Yeah, me too. And when I did that, they were like, it looks like you can't get to floor four. Yeah. So there's some, like, biomass that's yeah. uh, just blocking the way. And, yeah, you step out, and there's just, like, pulsating flesh everywhere on the walls and on the floor and the ceiling. And so you uh, you spend your time here trying to get rid of that mass yeah. by uh, you you create this chemical. Mm -hmm. I forget what it's called, but it's just some sort of toxin. Yeah. They might have a name for it. But yeah, sure. You do have to research it. You do. So we were you... talking about some places where there are hard stop gaps. If you have spent absolutely no points in the research, you cannot progress past here. But getting points in the research is pretty easy. So. It's unlikely you'd get soft lock, but I could see a situation where someone got to this point and mm -hmm. didn't have the research ability and it was like, well, okay. You also do occasionally pick up these little um, module items that yes. unlock, I think, levels in those things. That's true. And All, I think research was one of them. But only if you already have a point in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that. Well, so essentially what you do is you, you research a toxin and then you dump the toxin into the four different regulators and then you move up to floor four, and this is where the game throws you for a little bit of a loop here. Oh, yeah. Let's not spoil it quite yet, because we're not quite there, oh, yeah, but no. we are on floor four, and everything's on lockdown, and you're like, okay, what am I going to do? And then so you find you find this office, and it says Dr. Polito. Yay. And you're like, oh, all right, and you open the door, and she's slumped over with a gun on the floor, and there's no blood or anything, but they didn't really render that type of stuff. But you can assume what happens here. Right. And you're like, well, that's weird because I was just talking to you. Yeah. And so you, you search her body and you search around and you're like, well, what do I do now? And then you try to leave. You try to leave and there's you like can't. these invisible walls. And you're, and like, you're like, that's, what? is there a button I need to push or something like that? Yeah. 
And then you're just kind of hanging out, and I think you start to hear a voice. And then all of a sudden, the, the walls fall away, and it's Shodan! Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this was a cool moment. Yeah. I, I don't know. So when you first talked to Janice Polito, I heard you on your stream, you were like, oh, that's obviously a bad girl. <laughs> Janice, I mean, I Janice Polito like is that, not a bad girl, but Shodan is. Did you, know, did you know something was up, or did you, did you kind of no, assume? No, I just assume. Like, it, I don't know. I, there are stereotypes, and I usually try yeah. to just assume that. And <laughs> it wasn't, you know, she wasn't the bad person, but... She she yeah. was kind of being controlled by Shodan and, yeah. and leading you here in the first place. But yeah, this whole sequence, granted, if you play it these days, you'll be like, oh, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I can imagine back when this was new, you're just like, what? How is well, that Yeah, big? especially, you know, think about a lot of times, everyone has to have their experience with tropes for the first time sometime sure. in their life. Sure. And when you're 15, 16... Some of these things are still fresh for you. So, oh, yeah, yeah, this is one of these things where I was caught way off. <laughs> I think it was one of these things where, you know, you walk into a room and you're like, something's not right here. <laughs> and you get that kind of chill up your spine. Oh. I distinctly remember, like, this is messed up. Yeah. And she she explains to you at some point, I don't know if it's right away or later on in the game. She's like, the reason I impersonated Dr. Polito is I needed your trust to actually do my mission. <laughs> and then Shodan... It's like, all right, let me be up front with you here. Yeah. Okay. And essentially, I don't know, again, how or when this is information is divulged, but basically what happens, she's like, I created the many and they got out of control. And so we need to put them down. Yeah. And the only way I could get you to help out was by impersonating Polito here. Right. Earn trust by deceiving you. Yeah. That's how it works, yeah. right? <laughs> I think. Now we're in a, a quick interlude here. Because we found a MGD, which is a multi-game device. <laughs> Did you play any of the games oh, on I here? Oh, I played several of the games, absolutely. So uh, you can find this device, which <clears throat> is basically like a Game Boy thing. <laughs> yeah. And... And there's a bunch of, there's like six different games. Which ones did oh. you pick up and play? Uh, so I, play, I played the Frogger one, and they're all yep. pig-based. So that one was, um, yeah. what was it called? Uh, Hog. I see, and they didn't call it Hogger. And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Hogger would have been good. It was like Hog Street or Hog Crosser. I, I can't remember. Yeah. I played the one that was basically Minesweeper, Hog Sweeper. Yep. And then there was the other one that was like the little, like the roguelike. Um, yes, yes. Which I don't remember what the name was, but... I, I will say that I spent way too long on one of those Minesweeper levels. <laughs> I, I played Minesweeper I, for a long time. And I didn't beat it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I was like flagging so carefully. And I was like, yeah, this. And I was like, nah. And then I just. There's also a golf, which is, it just controls so terribly. Because it's like, <laughs> it's it's one of those where it's like, all right, do you want do you want to swing to the left or to the right or mm. straight? And do you want to hook? Or are you like. Slice under and then, you know, three clicks to, and you're like, holy crap. No, I'm not going to even play. I, <laughs> I, I swung the ball or swung the club once and I'm like, nope, not doing that. Minesweeper works better than that. You would think they'd have better games in this time period if they've no got kidding. FTL travel. Well, I mean, like... they're retro gamers just like us. I guess so. I guess yeah. so. Now, uh, I've actually upgraded my weapon here. I don't ah, know if you found this. I did find it. A, I did not use it. It's a crystal shard. Yeah. And so in order to wield this, it's weird because it's not just strength. It's like you need to have a point in exotic weapons. Ah, yes. And so I kind of dumped a bunch of points into exotic weapons. And this this crystalline shard is, it honestly looks like just a icicle with these huge shards sticking out of it. And it, it does a lot of damage. So I kind of use that to kill everything. The big problem <laughs> with that is 
they have these cybernetic ninjas. You, yeah. You inter they're introduced later on, and they're super annoying because they'll they'll throw like these shurikens they, at you like three or four at a they time. Rapid fire, man. They're like, oh, yeah. and yeah, and they, they keep running away from you. Yeah. So if if you want to kill them with melee, you kind of have to back them into a corner. They do like backflips and stuff, but if you <laughs> yeah. can get them in in a corner, then they yeah, can't get away. Messed up. Yeah. In this area, what you actually have to do is you have to track down, is it three or four? I think it's uh, four. I think it's four, yeah. Cybernetic ninjas, and they all have... Uh, no, it's three. And they oh, all three. have a, a chip. So, like, one of like, a quantum simulation chip. I don't actually remember why you need that. Uh, you need to override, like, uh, because Xerxes, I think, has control of... Or the many have control of parts of the ship, and by doing this, you give Shodan some control back. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she basically wants to to uh, dunk Xerxes here. Yeah, and so at this point, you're like, well, I mean, Shodan did debate me and and uh, deceive me this whole way, but I, I guess I'll help her because yeah, what else, Whatever. The many seem what else far are you more, gonna do? Yeah, yeah, they've been attacking me a lot more than Shodan has, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, one of these locations. We're so we're still in that level trying to find the cyberneck ninjas. But one of these mm -hmm. locations we went to was a brig. I don't know oh, if yeah. you found the brig, yep. oh, yeah. and it's cool because you go into a little jail cell. There's three jail cells. Two of them are locked off, and one of them are, is empty. Mm -hmm. And so you go in there, and it all of a sudden like turns on, and mm -hmm. it's like, oh, you're trapped in here, and worms come out. Oh yeah. Um, but always but, worms. So you kill the worms, and you're like, oh well, am I stuck? Is that? <laughs> is that yeah, and so you look around, and you up at the top here, you see like a little, um, a little window with an electricity uh, junction box. If you yeah, will. yeah. And so you're like, oh, that's cool. And so you 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 smash that, or you shoot it. Again, if you don't have a way to hit that, you're done. You can jump and melee it because that's what I did. But if you don't have a melee weapon, I guess so. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> true, true. Uh, anyway, you can do that, and then it will open up, and you're like, all right, cool. That was L luckily that was I had a lot of experience in destroying panels that were on walls i saw you, you were running around I hitting panels it. i was like yeah, that's man. like I, well, it was like, hunting for secrets it was so or? satisfying it's like cleaning the walls because they would get destroyed and then it would just be the sheer wall no like most of the time no junk like some of the panels would leave stuff behind but mm -hmm. it would just be nice and flat and oh, very satisfying <laughs> <laughs> now we finished up uh area four we gave control back to shodan and we go up to area five which i think is the recreation deck and up here you are greeted with this is the first location where you see another living human and you no, go there's another location there's a there's like a lady and mm -hmm. she gets chased uh chased by something um i don't remember where it was i think that's but... a little bit later on that's in oh. the shuttle that's in the shuttle bay oh. i believe oh. uh maybe i maybe. might be misremembering okay. but there is a situation like that that gotcha. uh, i know for sure and so you get here and it, this is this whole area is a big mall there's a lot of stores. It's really well done. Essentially, what you do up here is you have to align a transponder device to, I think it's to broadcast a message. Mm. And they have a really cool mechanic, although it's kind of a pain. And the guys, the guys that have set this up, they basically wanted to make sure that, I don't remember if it's the many that were watching them or someone was watching them, so they had to encode their, their secret message in a way that other people wouldn't see. And so what they do is I don't know if you saw the the art stations like the uh, the pictures the multi pictures yes. you can play with. Yes. So what they do is they hide key codes inside of those pictures. Oh man. And so what you'll do is you'll go there's four of them total I think. Okay. And 
you'll cycle through the pictures and then you'll just see number like one zero and you're like okay so you write those all down nice and then you collect them all but the problem is you have absolutely no idea as far as i could tell you have no idea where to find them interesting so if you miss one this area is actually really really big okay probably one of the biggest floors in the entire game because there's uh multiple sections of this there's like the mall section there's like a garden section and each of those has two of these but if you miss one you're like well i guess i'm just going through the whole world again trying to find (laughs) that one picture yeah but i I I really like that because it it kind of it, I mean, it, it's realistic. It's like, realistic, and you, yeah. it makes you kind of have to pay attention to details. Definitely. And that's something I think is typical of kind of older games. Is oh, yeah. They don't, you know, they, there's not a big indicator on your map that's like mm-hmm. for this specific thing that was supposed to be hidden anyway. So yeah. you, you either have to have been paying attention in the first place or just do your diligence and backtracking. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, it's like if you get to, the, if you get to the part where you need it and you don't have it, it's just like tough luck, kid. You're get it or stop playing our game. Stop bothering me. <laughs> Go find the wow. stuff you need. Wow. That's basically what they're saying by designing it that way. Yeah. But I think it's really cool because uh it like I said, it makes you pay attention to detail and absorb the environment. Yeah. One of the pictures is actually tilted. It looks like it fell upside down. Interesting. So, oh, and so it's one of those. Like... It, the, it looks like the numbers could go upside <laughs> or right side. But it's like a two, like a blocky two. Yeah, I think so... it's like a nine. Oh yeah, um, nine or a six. Yeah, a nine or a six. Yeah. Uh, in any case, you collect all those numbers there, and you have to go to the, the transponder. Before we do that, we actually were hanging out in the garden, which isn't very pleasant because it's more of a graveyard now. Yeah, this place is a mess. <laughs> and so you're finding all these open graves of just people stuck in there, and you have to basically grave rob them. <laughs> I mean, you got to make use of what they can't anymore, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. This just, is a survival. Yeah. Yeah. And one of, the, one of the things you get is a crew access card. And so that will allow you to open on to the next area. And I think the next area, we're going to get there in just a second. I think the next area is the actual mall. And they have a really well built out area. So full disclosure, this is actually as far as I've gotten in the game. And I'm going to continue playing it today. But uh, I'm going to get a little bit spoiled Uh on things. Well, it's still a really great experience. And we do skip over a bunch of stuff. Sure, yeah. uh, But you'll know the ending. But I don't think it's... I bet you could tell us the ending right now. I probably guess right now, yeah. (laughs) Now, uh, I'm sure that you faced off against these big mechs that shoot lightning balls at you. Oh, yes. How did you deal with those? Um, I found that if you just strafe around them very tightly, (laughs) you can just hit them in the back. And they're like, (laughs) they're like rotating. cannot compute. (laughs) Not enough speed. And then, yeah. Uh, but especially the, like the first incarnation of those are like yellow and they're pretty, they're not too bad. They don't hit too hard, but the second incarnation are like white and they shoot like straight lasers and those, those hurt really bad and they have oh, really yeah. good aim too. Uh-huh. Um, whereas the first ones kind of have slower moving projectiles. Mm-hmm. But and again, all of them will explode when you melee them. Yeah. So it's like you either have to eat that last explosion or you have to step off uh, and then shoot them from a distance. Yeah. If I couldn't make, close the gap quickly enough, I would just chill back and use a pistol and use the, the armor piercing rounds. Cause okay, yeah, it's about works. like eight shots or something like that. I was playing on normal. I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah. I was playing on normal also. Okay. And I actually, I had some difficulties in the game, at least early on. So yeah, here's a location oh, okay, where you go. find a, a, the art piece has the number in it. 
so early on, again, as a psionics, you're you're dumping so many points into just trying to build up your character that I was really strapped for cash and healing stuff. But eventually that stuff sort of like you you hit like a, a point where you're like, okay, now I can do everything. Right. And then you just oh, start yeah. just hoarding all sorts of stuff. <laughs> so if you're willing to take this um this sort of slow approach yeah. to the first couple levels, the last uh, areas become a lot easier. That's One cool. of the abilities I have was straight up invisibility. Wow. Where it's just like, all right, just run around. Is and it like do complete? You like you yes. can just walk right, you can brush up against people and they yes. won't notice? Now wow. it is a little weird and I'm not sure if this is a bug or this is intended, but if someone ha sees you and then you go invisible, they'll still track you. They still you. know where you are. <laughs> but, they smell you. <laughs> even the robots, yeah. Well, you know. But but if you can hide and then do the invisibility, it seems to work out. Nice. Um, but I use that great effect here in the mall because there's like three or four of those mechs that will wander around. And it just takes a lot of resources to kill them, and you don't really get anything for it. Yeah, I, I was in the mall section, and I was comfortable with meleeing the mechs at that point. So I would just see where they're patrolling and then wait around a, a corner so they'd come around the oh, corner. Yeah. And then i just run to their back and then <laughs> just smack them. Now, there's a bunch of really nice stations up here for people, crew members. There was a gambling station, which, you I, know... I spent all my money on it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the... Uh, let's talk a little bit about the ethics of having a gambling rig uh, on a multi-year voyage well, where you're it. locked in. <laughs> you got to have some fun, man. I don't know. Where does the money go? It goes... It's digital, I'm sure. Yeah. They just, yeah. They beam it back to... <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, it, well, it probably takes a very long time to beam back also because they're, they're many light years away, I believe, here. Uh, and so you also see a uh, movie station or a movie theater, which is cool. And <gasps> oh, then see, you I... go to an escort. This is where I left off, was okay. trying to grind money. Yeah. To... <laughs> oh, so we're actually going to go through all of them. So there's, a, oh, there's an escort area. Oh, and no. you go into the uh, there's a a vending machine and you can buy basically key codes to get into all the vendors and so I kind of cheese this because only one of them has anything worthwhile oh and so I just buy all the codes and I go in there I'm like ah there's nothing here <laughs> but the very last one I get I think it's Nikki and actually there's a reason why we'll talk about it in just a minute but you go in there and there's like three thousand credits you're like holy payday. Oh, wow. But later on, or maybe earlier on, depending on how you explore, yeah. you find an audio log of some guy who's like, oh, I, I was stayed up late last night with Nikki and I left all my credits there. Oh, Darn nice. it. Nice. And so you're like, okay, so I know Nikki's the one I got to go into. <laughs> World building, man. That's yeah. you... Now, I don't feel bad about cheesing this because, again, it costs about 120 credits. Yeah. Uh, I think they call them nanites. Yeah. Uh, but whatever, we'll call it credits. <laughs> and um, it costs about 120 nanites to get into each one of these areas and most of them it will just eat your money and it's like well cool yeah but the other one uh it, you basically charge uh, 120 nanites to get like 3,000. so that's <laughs> a good return on investment there. yeah yeah definitely so i'm trying to remember what exactly we're doing here i think essentially what we want to do is get up to the shuttle bay uh, and again, a little fuzzy about why we're in the recreation. We might need to get some access codes or access keys to get there. Actually, before we get uh, any further, I want to talk a little bit about OS stations because we just passed one. Yep. And I, I was reminded I wanted to talk about that for a little bit. So did you find any of the OS upgrade stations? I found two. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, the second one was here. 
and they, in, the, in the mall, right? In the mall. Yeah. And they have perks that you can just choose from. I think the first one that I went with was 15% movement speed because, my goodness, uh, you can get these. Well, this is a little bit of a sidestep to that, but there's there are cybernetic modules that you can equip. And they have like an energy level and every 10 seconds, like that energy will tick down. So you can eventually recharge them at the recharging stations. But one of them is it increases your speed. And so yeah. I got that one. And that was the one that's my favorite. So also and, agility will also increase your speed. Okay. So you okay. Go very, very nice. Fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in addition to that, I got the 15% movement speed perk from the OS station. And I'm just, I just fly. <laughs> You're flying all around. It's so nice. Because it does make it hard to aim, like come out and aim and shoot cameras <laughs> when you are like flying across the, you're like drifting across the, the corners there. Yeah. It really helps with backtracking though. And just like running away or like kiting enemies. Mm -hmm. So the way I would handle like the self-destructing bots is I would just run up to them and then run away. And with enough speed, you can just out outrange their explosion when they do. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, a quick uh, reminder, I had forgotten why we were still in this area. But uh. yeah, we are still trying to find the transponder signals here. And so we got to we got to the gym which is uh, the gymnasium where they have actually have installed the uh, signal booster thing. I have three out of the four combinations, and I'm like, well, I know, or I'm assuming it's going to be a keypad. So if I have most of the numbers, right. I'll just brute force brute my force. way through this because <laughs> I, I was like, ain't no way I'm going to go through all these areas again and just find a a one more, yeah, yeah, one more number. Now, I didn't do this, but I had seen on the internet that, if you so you're at the top of the gymnasium and there's a, a basketball hoop down there uh -huh. and apparently if you throw if you can pick up a basketball and throw it in there you'll get a little easter egg it'll be from a monkey which by the way we didn't talk about cybernetic monkeys maybe we'll talk about that next um, <laughs> but there'll be a monkey that is like a picture of a banana and he'll give you some sort of message he's like hey oh. you, you found my secret nice. so that's kind of cool but let's talk a little bit about some of the enemies we've talked about the humans but we haven't really talked about the matriarchs or the uh cybernetic monkeys so why don't you tell us uh, about those? yeah there's a cybernetic monkeys which the first, i mean the first time i encountered them they i was i heard monkey sounds they they're very much um i actually had the question when i was playing this of like which game did ambient growls first? I think it was Doom, right? Like if you're sure. a screen away from a monster, but it hasn't seen you yet, it'll just kind of make noise. Yeah. And you're like, I know that's around the corner. Well, in this, they have a lot of those. And so I heard a monkey and I was like, monkey? Okay, maybe there's like a testing lab or something like that. Mm -hmm. And these monkeys, uh, you can read in the lore as well or listen on audio logs how they've been like psionically enhanced <laughs> yeah. and they're super intelligent but they'll they'll fire these psionic blasts at you that hurt a lot. Oh yeah, and they actually upgrade. They start out with oh, basic no. little frost bolts, and then they move to fire bolts. Oh, my yeah, gosh. like like you're talking about the lore. Someone's like, "Who needs 125 monkeys <laughs> on the station?" Also, think about the sanitary concerns. Yeah. How much poop is that per day? Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. But and yeah. then the next uh, next thing that's kind of creepy is this cybernate cybernetic matriarchs. Uh, I think the midwives. Midwives, yeah, yeah that's midwives. Right. They're very yeah creepy moms that yeah. that have they shoot lasers at you or they just like slash you but i found if you run up and melee spam them yep. they, they get stun locked pretty well so yeah and they have these you're talking about ambient sounds they have mm -hmm. they have this sort of like uh two sounds that are really distinct they have these sort of servos that are moving around and they have this sort of like moan or screech that they do it's like oh that's 
Yeah, it's, it's very unnerving. It's creepy. But also you, um, through the lore again, you can learn about how like that was something that that were created from females because people are like, I don't know where all my girlfriends went. Like yeah. 16 of my girlfriends are missing and this and that. And yeah, it's, uh, it's well, creepy. You do see a ghostly projection of this. And I, I believe it's like the men, they're, they're basically using the women to host the many. So it's like, ugh. Nice. That's not good. Yeah, that's, mm, yeah. All right, so now we have uh, done the transponder thing. We're trying to send a message out. And you, the next thing is you get to the shuttle bay. And I think maybe this is what you're talking about where, oh, wait, no, you haven't got to this part. No, I haven't okay. gotten to this part, but yeah. Well, you get to the shuttle bay and you see two people and they're running away from, um, I think they're called the bruisers. It's just, just this big, a bulky thing that will come and, and <laughs> melee you. Makes sense. And they're running off to the shuttle, their shuttle. They're escaping. Actually, I believe that we'll see them later on in the game. Oh, yeah. Um, but essentially, they, they dropped off a key card. I think the key card allows you to get to the bridge, if I remember right. Oh, yeah, yeah, it allows you bridge. to get to the bridge. And once you get to the bridge, this is when the game, I think, starts to break down a little bit because there's a lot of backtracking that occurs. Mm. And so while it's cool to revisit areas, it's it wasn't a whole lot of fun. So essentially, you'll have to go back down to the engineering deck to type in some codes you have to go around to some other areas to like do some things that you had seen earlier in the game but weren't able to interact with. All in service of trying to destroy these shuttles. Mm -hmm. You want to get to the shuttles because Shodan, te Shodan tells you that the many are trying to escape. They're trying to jettison off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you're like, well, we got to stop this. And in this situation, you're still, you know, you and Shodan still have this sort of tentative oh, yeah. relationship where you're like, hey, you know, the many is the bigger threat here, so we're going to go ahead and totally and, and take care of you there. Well, yeah, and, and the whole way that Shodan survived and the many in the first place was she got shuttled off of, yeah. uh, you know, the yeah. station last time. Oh, and so. that's a good point, I because I forgot to really explain how the many actually came to the ship. And, and this reminds me a lot about uh, Dead Space. I know that you're a big fan uh -huh. of Dead Space. I'm a huge fan of Dead Space. I love the lore. Yeah. But essentially what happens is they found this mysterious relic on Tau Ceti, and, you know, classic moves. They're like, all right, well, let's, <laughs> let's go ahead and take this mysterious on artifact on board for, you know, research purposes, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, of course, it starts infecting people. Essentially, it, we kind of dipped in this a little bit earlier, but to be more specific, Shodan created the many, but then she went into stasis when she was... So they basically ejected her from, from Citadel. Mm -hmm. She created the many as like her creation and then went into stasis for some reason. And then when she woke up, they were out of control. Yeah. I think that's also really cool because it's like Shodan, she's got some baggage that is coming <laughs> along with her, you know? That's one way to put it. Just baggage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, as you can see here, I have on the right side of my screen, uh, I've got a bunch of buffs. You were talking about your levels five oh. cybernetic implants oh, so dang. i'm rolling up here with like so as far as i could tell the damage resistance stacks so nice. the level one psionics is like plus 15 percent damage oh. reduction level five is plus 60 plus i've got armor on so like i'm just going up these guys and it's just like ain't nothing <laughs> gonna touch me <laughs> yeah so we're we're also moved into the shuttle room which i was talking about we're trying to get there there's two shuttles that are hosting the menu. The first one you can just blow up, no big deal. <laughs> the second loved... one, 
has a shield that's generated. Oh, I gotcha. I always loved in games like this where you can just run up and melee a giant ship and <laughs> yeah. it just explodes. Like that's, does, yeah. <laughs> that happened during Half-Life too. There was a tank and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll try and kill this tank. Crowbar, explode. <laughs> oh, yeah, that works. Now, this is the area that actually I was talking, you could get soft lock. To blow up the second ship, there's a shield generator here. And in order to do that, you have to hack one of the vending machines and that will then grant you access to a new piece of equipment or it's like an item that costs like a hundred nanites so no actually i don't think you get soft lock there either because enemies will continuously respawn in the game and drop like five or ten nanites so sure. you could farm if sure. you didn't have that but there's no way to farm more cybernetic modules to give yourself enough hacking gotcha but assuming you have enough hacking you hack into that vending machine and you get this little piece of uh, equipment and then you drop that onto the shield generator and that overloads and then the ship's blown up and Shodan is very pleased with you. Very pleased. Yeah. That's, we're not done yet. So the next thing you have to do is you go back up to the or the, the bridge. Uh -huh. There's like these little dangly, almost like, you remember when we were playing Half-Life? Yeah. There was the end boss there, whatever, the, you remember the name of that? Um, Neil Hemlis or something. I don't know. The the baby. Yeah, the, the baby, baby. Flying baby. <laughs> In any case, uh, there's one of these that type of things that you have to hit or you kill. It's like a cybernetic projection uh -huh. or psionic projection. And then once you kill it, you can go kill like a little brain stem. And if you don't kill the brain stem, it will keep respawning. Interesting. So uh, be on the lookout for that one. Okay. Yeah. And then after that, you go to uh, more shuttle locations, and there's 15 of these eggs that are kind of scattered around this big area. Oh, boy. And, this is, and, and at this point, you're just like, oh, come on, really? <laughs> I love System Shock 2. It's so fun. Yeah. But there's a point where you're just like, come on, let's go. So you have to find 15 eggs. Again, this is a situation where you could miss one. Yeah, and, have and then to have backtrack. to backtrack so now, much. Now, they do do a pretty good job, though, of sort of getting that off. There's two things you actually need to do here. The first thing is you have to find those 15 eggs. Yep. You have, they're, they're, again, scattered all around. And the second thing is there's these uh, gravitational inverters you have to flip. So we'll get to that uh, around the, one of the last eggs. Sure. But, um, yeah, you have to kind of find these 15 eggs. And, again, there's no real indication where to go. Most of the time, they're pretty well out in the open, but occasionally they'll be like, you know, one's on the side of a wall, so you have to kind of look around a little right. bit there. Um, and you can also melee them. They look like they and explode and have toxic stuff, but they don't actually. Okay, really I was going to ask because, yeah, yeah, there are eggs that spawn little like worms, and uh -huh. uh, if you get close to them, they'll explode. And, and yeah, oh, damage. yeah. Let's talk about toxic damage because that <sighs> stuff wrecks you. Oh, yeah. So I, where I practically uh, left off, I was poisoned for like <laughs> 20 minutes running around. I don't think that stuff goes off. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, I think it goes down, but not off. Well, so there's, there's two types there's radiation. Yep. That will basically, as it goes down, it will damage you, and eventually you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. But toxicity will just keep hurting you. Yeah, there's these giant spiders, and uh, at some point they spawn a bunch of them uh, when you're trying to find those chips off the cyber ninjas. And uh, I got poisoned, and I didn't have, <laughs> you don't have any the of the antitoxin. Yeah. So I was frantically running going from vending machine to vending machine because not all vending machines sell the same things right. trying to find antitoxin and then when you find I, I found one on a corpse or something and i was like yes 
and I used it and it only removed like <laughs> a part of my too, toxic yeah. state. So I was like, no. Well, the good thing about that is if you do find they have a like a reconstruction chamber on each level uh -huh. and if oh, you yeah, die, yeah. it'll basically take some of your nanites and you will resurrect with some health and um, psi power. So there is a way if you do absolutely have that toxic on you and you can't yeah. get it off, you basically eat 10 credits Just and die then you and, die. Yeah. But yeah. so I had a problem where I had gambled away all my money. Oh, no. So when I finally did find a toxic place, I was like, no. Chat, chat should have been less uh, enabling on that for you. They'd be like, hey, Lobos, hey, you got I, I'm all for, for gambling. I mean, so I won once out of like 120 nanite oh, spent. So. I that I did double my, my that that particular bet, okay. but uh, then I lost like <laughs> fifty lost times. All. So, yeah. Now, after you complete um, this whole area, you basically so the, essentially what you want to do is you want to go to the Rickenbacker because Shodan says, "Hey, hey, buddy, let's let's blow this popsicle stand, and <laughs> we'll we'll go back to the Rickenbacker. Uh, you and me, we'll do this together, and then leave a." Uh, Von Braun behind. So what you do is you essentially you send a uh, a shuttle like an escape pod crashing into the Rickenbacker, which is just all you see is like this big fleshy mass, and you basically just crash into there. There's no way to get back to the Von Braun, so that's a hard. Mm -hmm. if there's anything you wanted to do? That's a hard. Yeah. Uh, Point of no there. return. Yeah. yeah. You know, in similar ways to Zen in Half Life, it's sort of a, a weak area where it's it's not super fun to play and it's all biological again what i really like about this science fiction games like dead space or this is being on the spaceships right because i think it's really sure, cool yeah. to explore that but then when you get to the alien you're like all right this is a necessary evil because you gotta you know da 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 but right i'm not super excited to play it but you go here and it's this you kind of go into this big um it, it almost looks like a, a body because that's actually literally what it is. There's yeah. a bunch of vessels, like veins and stuff. Uh, they even call the doors sphincters. Oh, nice! And so <laughs> you have to some you have to like blow up these little things to open up those sphincters, and then to move on. Are you running around invisible right now? I can't. I, I don't see the buff, um, but nothing seems to be noticing. I am you. not invisible, but I am just moving very quickly. Okay. <laughs> so uh, again, I really oh, yeah, dislike this area. There's a lot of stuff. It <laughs> One looks of the like. things you have to do near the end of the Rickenbacker here is you have to go to the basically the heart of the many. Yep. And this is just there are so many enemies here. There's these little graves that have those brain stems I was talking mm -hmm, about. Mm -hmm. So you want to go in there and you you kill a bunch of those, so the um, psionic guys won't respawn. But they they have these uh, bruisers that are running at you, and they'll continuously respawn two at a time. Oh my god! So you you will always have two enemies on you, so it's such a pain. Oof. And then essentially what you have to do is there's these little. There's three little stars that are orbiting the heart. The heart, I yep. guess. Yep. By the way, this is the same heart that you saw earlier in the right. game when we we're going into the cargo bay. Right. If you don't have guns, this stuff is really hard to hit. <laughs> so I recommend you know you saving some bullets or whatever for. I have this so area. many bullets, so awesome. I don't think it's going to be a problem. For a melee build, it might be technically possible to do this, but right. I just find it very hard because in the same way like Dark Souls, where if it looks like the model has hit the wall, it will hit the wall and stop your attack. Right. So you kind of have to line up your visual representation of the melee <laughs> weapon with what you're actually trying to hit. So it's just very, very hard. Eventually, with enough patience, you'll kill the the heart here. 
Oof. And it's just a really cool explosion. I was a little saddened to see that when the heart explodes, all the many that were around don't just like drop just die. Dead. Yeah, that would be real convenient. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of have to clean up that fight. And then you jump inside and you have what looks like the bridge of the Rickenbacker. Yep. Again, I think I think it's Dr. Polito whose um, audio log you find. And she's like, if you found this, I'm already dead. <laughs> and she kind of goes on to explain uh, how things went. But you get teleported into this basically Shodan's lair. And by the way, as you're you're going through the Rickenbacker, Shodan's getting kind of progressively more angry with you. Now, she was already a little passive-aggressive with you before. She's always like, you are the most marvelous waste of human space ever as you're completing <laughs> stuff, right? But now she's like, oh, you, I'm going to kill you. You know, you got... Shodan, come on. <laughs> come on. So, And here's what's really cool, though. You find out what she wants to do is she wants to, like, by using the FTL drive to sort of manipulate space and time, she wants to merge the cybernetic world with the real world and basically allow her to take control of some amount of reality through cyberspace. I mean, that's that's a valiant goal. I, I can't blame <laughs> her. If she's able to do that, yeah. then heck, all the power to her. <laughs> Essentially, what you do is you go through her, her holographic world, and this area right here is this like almost Tron-looking thing. There's like this big yeah. tube you're going down. It's really cool. It's that the is lighting cool. is going up and down as you're kind of falling down. And this is the last fight in the game. It's uh, You're facing off against Shodan, and hacking is necessary for this, 100% necessary, or you wow. need to have those ice modules. When I played this originally as a kid, I had no points in hacking, oh, no. and I would use my ice modules to get past crit paths, and it's nearly impossible to beat this without, and so I never beat it. And oh, so man. this was the first time I actually beat it, and I knew hacking was super important. Sure. So essentially, uh, Shodan is sitting in the very middle of the room, and she's got this force field up. Mm-hmm. And then there's these three control stations that you have to hack. By the way, there's the floor under these control stations blinks on and off. And it damages you. It damages you. <laughs> and then you've got the uh, you got Shodan's projection, which is running around the world, also shooting at you. Perfect. And so this is just like, this is why having high hacking is so important. Because you can just run to the thing, click, 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 okay, cool. Uh, run to the next one, click, 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 all yeah, right, it's yeah. done. Once you get all three, or is it four? In any case, yeah. Uh, once you get them all, the shield comes down, and all you got to do is shoot a couple bullets or or fireballs on over to Shodan herself, and that's basically System Shock too. And she has these little colors that come out. You do a cutscene of Shodan talking to you, and this is actually one of the cheesiest lines. I think maybe they intended it to be really cool, but basically. <laughs> To talk about your character a little bit, the graphics are so bad that your character is basically like his face is a triangle. <laughs> it's really bad. And so it looks comical. Anyway, Shodan's like, oh, uh, you know, we together, you and I can rule forever. Just give me another chance. And your guy just pulls up a gun and he's like, nah. And then he shoots the, he shoots the monitor. That's awesome. And it's like, and then she's like, no. And I'm like, uh, continuity error. My guy didn't even have a gun in his inventory because oh, I damn. didn't use it. Called out. <laughs> I know. Well, and that's the thing. You actually have to have points in a gun to even equip it. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, yeah. I was just like, well, throw away the the gun. We're not going to really use it. Maybe um, your character was infused by Shodan's uh, 
remnants after you destroyed her maybe, and maybe. now you can do everything and the gun was i guess i am in her her little world here so i could see maybe um she put a gun in my hand or whatever <laughs> i think we're making up it's fixing whatever. too many plot holes here that's fine it's fine yeah but oh, i think this is really cool because you finally get this face-to-face -face time with shodan yeah uh sent, you hadn't get you hadn't got to really talk to her since <laughs> deck four yeah you shoot her again i'm not sure why shooting the screen kills her that's how computers work man that's true like with your computer's you acting com up slap the monitor yeah you have a computer but if you shoot the monitor then it breaks the computer that's <laughs> yeah. how it works i mean you can't see to disprove it so yeah. now uh, the last scene here is with i think the name is tommy and uh, i don't remember the woman's name again i'm pretty sure these are the same people we saw run away oh, in the shuttle bay the shuttle. but they get a transponder device they're like hey come back you know we we have survivors here come back and so they're like, all right, we're, re, uh, we're changing our course to come back. And then the woman from behind, you kind of hear Shodan's voice. And then you see the hair kind of come out. And she's like, don't you like my new look? And then she's like, ha, 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 ha. And that's, um, that's kind of a cool little end to Cliffhanger. System Shock, too. Yeah. Because it's like, well, if, the, if they're not going to rescue you, yeah. how do you get off that ship? That's a good question. Maybe you don't yeah. ever. <laughs> well, again, that's System Shock 2. The credits are pretty cool. The way they do the credits is they have all the developers, and they're kind of green screened in, lying dead, and they have a little bit of um, uh, a lore on lore them. On them there. <laughs> now, there, um, there, wasn't, there hasn't been a System Shock 3, is that right? There is one in development, that's but what we'll, I thought. See, we'll yeah. see how that actually, if that actually gets released. Yeah, there. okay. So uh, I guess we can talk a little bit about housekeeping. Actually, before that, let's um, give a quick shout out. To all of our Patreon supporters for helping us out and, you know, supporting us. We got a new Patreon this week. Oh. They, their name is Bahoon. Bahoon. Yeah. So thank you Thanks, so much Bahoon. for that. I really appreciate your support. Again, if you like what you see and you'd like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Saturday morning gaming show to yeah. learn more. And actually, on topic of Patreon, I want to talk about a couple of the changes we're going to be making for Season 2. So again, That's right, uh, this is the two. end of Season 1, 10 episodes in. And so this is always a good opportunity to reflect on things that are working and things we'd like to improve on. Um, so the first thing is the Discord was previously gated behind the Patreon subscription. Right. But I think we decided that we'd rather have just more people in yeah, totally. and not worry about gating off anything so sure. the discord is going to be completely free now for everyone yay uh, and there are links uh and then we'll we'll post links on the twitter but this is a really great op opportunity for you all to come in if you want to play the game alongside us we have channels for each of the games so come in there chat with people about your experiences in the game heck yeah it's been a good time so far but it would be interesting to have even more people in there so yeah awesome yeah that would be really great now as you can tell we are streaming on the saturday morning gaming show channel Although that's probably going to be rebranded. So a lot of things are kind of up in the air. So my recommendation is to follow us on Saturday M Gaming on Twitter. You'll get all the updates there and make sure you have all the information you needed. But we'll talk a little bit, a little bit of the changes we're going to do in Season 2. So one of the opportunities what we had was we had Tom. Yeah. Retrograde Tom. Retrograde Tom. Was on last episode for Mist. Yeah, that was great. I and love, he worked out he worked out so well. I was like, "Hey, Tom, would you be interested in doing this on a more permanent basis?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'd love to." And so, going forward, we're actually going to alternate guests. It's basically going to always be me, you know, cuz I've got all the the setup and stuff. Sure, yeah. We're going to swap off between Lobos and Retrograde Tom. 
And that's a really great opportunity for us to cover different sort of games that we might not have been able to cover as well. Uh, something yeah. like Baldur's Gate, you know, or Might and Magic oh, yeah. or things that just require a ton of time a lot that of time. no one's going to watch 80 hours of Baldur's Gate on the internet. <laughs> uh, we, if we play it on our own time, that's mm -hmm. a feasible thing. So that it's going to help us break up some of the cadence of the shows and allow us to get some more uh, fresh perspectives, fresh games, an opportunity to totally. um, really explore the games deeper and stuff like that. So the next episode, and that's uh, that's why we're, we swapped to the Saturday morning gaming show channel. Right, yeah. Um, so Lobus will uh, continue to you know support us and host us when he's on the show. Absolutely. But we're no longer going to be on Lobos's channel. And that was always the idea. We always wanted to use you as sort of like, hey, yeah, we <laughs> wanted me, to yeah. use you. No, we, we always <laughs> wanted to, to uh, utilize, that's a better word. Utilize. Utilize you your channel, what you've got. But we never wanted this to become a thing where it was like on your channel because you got your own content, you have your own brand, and totally. we didn't want to enforce um, those requirements and time restraints. So yeah, again, future streams, we'll, we'll start going to do on a bi-weekly podcast, bi-weekly show on Twitch. It's just going to swap between me and Tom and Lobos. So uh, I think that's a really exciting change. Season two is going to start November 9th. We'll, we'll talk about the oh, next game here in just a minute here. Oh, dang. But yeah, season two will start on November 9th with Retrograde Tom. Season two, that means a reset of the it Hall does. of Heroes, doesn't yeah. it? Oh, boy. So let's actually talk about the Hall of Heroes. Let's. So the uh, Hall of Heroes is a chance for you to flex your gamer cred. All you need to do is beat the game of the week or the podcast. Then you just take a snapshot of the credit screen with your same name somewhere nearby, and then you can upload it to Imager and shoot us a message over to Saturday Morning Gaming Show at gmail.com. Let's actually go over the Hall of Heroes entrance for uh, System Shock. Now, we did just only have one submission this time. Only one. Yeah, it was uh, System Shock 2 was a, was a long game here. So let's pull this up here. Nonsense Megia. Nonsense Megia says, Hey guys, great first season of the podcast. Had a blast on my first playthrough, System Shock 2, and really enjoyed playing along with you guys. Looking forward to season two of the podcast. Ooh. Thanks, Nonsense Me Megia. Too. Yeah. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so let's let's go over the final results. At 15, we have a four-way tie. Kyle Mack, Datashi Senpai, Splove One, and Kyaku all finishing with five points. At number 11, we have Yoshi355, Lulu Kachu, Jazz Never Sleeps, and Dog Type finishing with 10 points. At number 7 is Tobinagi with 15. Next Star at number 6 with 20 points. Alamaxia, number 5, with 50 points. Number four, Nonsense Megia with 65. At number three, we have Harotham at 70 and tied for losers. Wow. Gaming Steiner and Brisbane wow. both at 80 points. So no winners this year. Wow. Everybody is a winner. What yeah. are you talking about? Everyone's a winner. Everyone wins. So season two, yeah, we'll kick off with uh, next time. Yeah, um, November 9th. And what what game are we doing? We're going to be doing Full Throttle. Oh, snap. That's a great game. It's it's pretty short, too. So if you want to get on those leaderboards right away, you can probably beat that game in a good four or five hours. That's awesome. I remember playing Full Throttle, like the original when I was a kid. It's super fun. I don't remember if I ever beat it. But, well, you uh, should get it, beat it and get on those leaderboards. <laughs> oh, oh, man, if I can get on that leaderboard. 
Dang. Well, sadly, we have reached the end credits of this episode, and we wanted to thank everyone for watching us on Twitch or listening to us on the podcast. Our Twitch airs every other Saturday, 9.30 Central U.S. time, and the podcast releases the following Sunday. So make sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google, or whatever your platform of choice is. If you have any feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Just shoot us an email at SaturdayMorningGamingShow at gmail.com. Or hit us up on Twitter at SaturdayMGaming. And a special shout out to Technoax for much of the music this episode. For Saturday Morning Gaming, I'm Lobos. And I'm the Fat Wizard. We'll see you November 9th for the start of Season 2 with Full Throttle. lightsaber today because i'm protesting violence <laughs> in the republic isn't that what the jedi do but yeah but then they kill people with lightsabers but that's only because they have to it's, i mean they, they could die there we go <laughs>